Chapter seventy eight of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Procès Verbal. When the king re entered his room, he signed the order to consign Monsieur de Rohan to the Bastille. The Count de Provence soon came in and began making a series of signs to Monsieur de Bertoia, who, however willing, could not understand their meaning. This, however, the Count did not care for, as his sole object was to attract the king's attention. He at last succeeded, and the king, after dismissing Monsieur de Bertoia, said to him, "'What was the meaning of all those signs you were making just now? I suppose they meant something.' undoubtedly but oh you are quite free to say or not sire i have just heard of the arrest of monsieur de rohan well and what then am i wrong to do justice even on him oh uh, no brother i did not mean that i should have been surprised had you not taken part somehow against the queen i have just seen her and am quite satisfied oh sire god forbid that i should accuse her the queen has no friend more devoted than myself then you approve of my proceedings which will i trust terminate all the scandals which have lately disgraced our court yes sire i entirely approve your majesty's conduct and i think all is for the best as regards the necklace Pardieu it is clear enough monsieur de rohan has been making himself great on a pretended familiarity with the queen and conducting in her name a bargain for the diamonds and leaving it to be supposed that she had them it is monstrous and then these tales never stop at the truth but add all sorts of dreadful details which would end in a frightful scandal on the queen yes brother i repeat as far as the necklace is concerned you were perfectly right what else is there then sire you embarrass me the queen has not then told you oh the other boastings of monsieur de rohan the pretended correspondence and interviews he speaks of all that i know is that i have the most absolute confidence in the queen which she merits by the nobleness of her character it was easy for her to have told me nothing of all this but she always makes an immediate appeal to me in all difficulties and confides to me the care of her honour i am her confessor and her judge sire you make me afraid to speak lest i should be again accused of want of friendship for the queen but it is right that all should be spoken that she may justify herself from the other accusations well what have you to say let me first hear what she told you she said she had not the necklace that she never signed the receipt for the jewels that she never authorized monsieur de rohan to buy them that she had never given him the right to think himself more to her than any other of her subjects and that she was perfectly indifferent to him ah she said that most decidedly 
then these rumors about other people what others why if it were not monsieur de rohan who walked with the queen how do they say he walked with her the queen denies it you say but how came she to be in the park at night and with whom did she walk the queen in the park at night doubtless there are always eyes ready to watch every movement of a queen brother these are infamous things that you repeat take care sire i openly repeat them that your majesty may search out the truth and they say that the queen walked at night in the park yes sire tete-a-tete i do not believe any one says it unfortunately i can prove it but too well there are four witnesses one is the captain of the hunt who says he saw the queen go out two following nights by the door near the kennel of the wolf-hounds here is his declaration signed the king trembling took the paper the next is the night watchman at trianon who says he saw the queen walking arm in arm with a gentleman the third is the porter of the west door who also saw the queen going through the little gate he states how she was dressed but that he could not recognize the gentleman but he thought he looked like an officer he says he could not be mistaken for that the queen was accompanied by her friend madame de lamotte her friend cried the king furiously this last is from the man whose duty it is to see that all the doors are locked at night he says that he saw the queen go into the baths of apollo with a gentleman the king pale with anger and emotion snatched the paper from the hands of his brother it is true continued the count that madame de lamotte was outside and that the queen did not remain more than an hour the name of the gentleman cried the king this report does not name him but here is one day to the next day by a forester who says it was monsieur de charny monsieur de charny cried the king wait here i will soon learn the truth of all this end of chapter seventy eight recording by john van stan savannah georgia